Okay. Um, welcome to the Coffee Bubble Jam podcast with Mari and Abby. And today, um, we are going to talk about serious topic. So, yeah, let's get babbly. Um, so, um, it took us a while to film our newest episode, but I just wanted to take some time to, you know, um, consider, um, refresh my, refresh our mind to talk about this topic, which is a hate crime in America. Oh, I should say hate crimes in plural. In America. Um, The reason I wanted to um, bring this topic on the table is uh, because of the incident that happened on March 16th, 2021. This incident, it happened really close to where I currently live. And that's also another factor that I wanted to address. I wanted Mm -hmm. to share what really happened in Atlanta. Um, so let me briefly summarize the case. So on March 16th, a terrorist martyred eight people, uh, which six of them were women of Asian descent. And then the incident happened in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, there are actually multiple locations where shooting happened. The first shooting occurred at a spa in the suburb of northwest of Atlanta. Um, and then the other two spots in metro Atlanta area. And that um, two spots in Atlanta metro area that was quite close to my office, work office. Even though I live a little bit far from Atlanta area, I've never been to those locations, but you know, I could have just passed by by car. Um, and this incident could have literally happened to me if I were in the, like, you know, in the nail salon or other uh, places which were owned um, by Asian Americans. And um, I was reading some articles on on internet, and I find... I found the article by the New York Times, and then they talked about how the numbers of attacks towards Asian Americans in the U.S., uh, also Pacific Islanders included, the numbers of attacks on them have been rising since last March. And according to the New York Times, on March 24th, um, it says that about... Um, 3,800 hate incidents targeting Asian Americans reported nationwide. So, that's a lot, you know. Now, we are recording April, like early April. So, it's over a a little bit of a year. But 3,800, that's a huge number. It's not just 100. It's not just 50. It's three thousand. It's oh, it's close to forty hundred. You know. Yeah, it's it's a lot, and I think I think ignorance has a lot to do with it as well. Hmm. And uh, this is just the reported incidents. 
So yeah. who knows how many unreported incidents are across the nation. And the reason why I bring up ignorance is um, a lot of people were associating the coronavirus with mm-hmm. Chinese people. Right. And it's horrible, but um, yeah, people can't tell the difference between different types of Asians. Mm-hmm. At least your typical American can't. So they've labeled it a type of Asian disease or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that could be just one of the reasons why there has been such a huge increase. And additionally, I, I believe that our previous re- uh, presidency has to yeah. do with a lot. Uh, it heavily, heavily, you know influences how uh, millions of Americans perceive, uh, you know, the community of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in the United States. I'm not going to, you know, say it out loud, the name, how he made a speech, made comments on us. But, you know, you, you know what I mean, you get it, how bad it was. How he mistreated us and how misunderstood us. To be honest, I can't believe that there are still, like, signs supporting him. Mm -hmm. And people waving flags still. Right. I see flags. I saw one today that someone was promoting for Mm -hmm. him 2024. Oh. Mm -mm. I still see some stickers on a car, too. Well, yeah, and th- those are really hard to remove anyway. But <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just it makes me feel physically ill. Mm. I just like well, ra- racism in general is an uncom uncomfortable topic. Right. I don't think if you're not uncomfortable, then you're just not really human. It mm. should be uncomfortable, and it's just. It's sad. It's really sad. And, like, I compare this um, this shooting to, like, the murder of George Floyd, you know, mm-hmm. when that happened. And all of the protests and rallies and all of the news. And it was just, it was something constant that, like, I don't watch the news. Mm-hmm. The only time that I see the news is when I'm over at my mom's house and she happens to be watching, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but even since, even though I didn't have that news outlet, mm-hmm. I still knew about George Floyd and what had happened. Now, and I think it, I just, I feel like this isn't getting as much attention. Mm. Because... If I wasn't connected to the Asian community here, Mm -hmm. or, like, my friends, Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have known about this if someone had not told me. Right. And we're not seeing, like, at least here anyway, I don't know about Atlanta, probably more so in Atlanta, you see more, like, people protesting, marching, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing, but here, nothing. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, nothing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, oh, the 
the city where I currently live has, well, let's face it, Knoxville and the surrounding area, the Asian population here is not really that big Mm -hmm. compared to major cities like Atlanta, New Mm -hmm. York, LA, you know. Mm -hmm. But still, I think there would be enough people to protest, even in this small area where I live, when the George Floyd thing happened in Black Lives Matter or gaining a lot of attention last year. Mm-hmm. I remember in my little town, we had like a protest march mm-hmm. happening. And here currently with this other event, there's nothing. And I feel like both events are equally significant in the issue of race and hate crimes and all of this. And I just think that it warrants more attention. So I'm glad we're talking about this because at least we're giving it some attention. Yeah, that's why we're here for. Um, we'd like to share what happened in the United States and the, the whole situation, how how media, you know, um, portray those incidents, how people react. Like you said, the the weight of both incidents and other, of course, others too, mm-hmm. um, should be equal. And there, there's no scale. We don't have any scale to balance, which is more important, which is less significant. No one has that scale, and mm-hmm. we shouldn't, you know. So all I can do, as an Asian, is to you know say something, give a voice so that it'll reach to a lot of people across the ocean. Wherever you guys are uh, listening this podcast, as long as our talk delivers and, you know, becomes a, mm, a thing that to take a moment to think how we should treat people that's uh, maybe reflect back on your behaviors towards your friends or neighbors if there's something that you feel like oh maybe I shouldn't behaved that way back in the time then it's a good time to move forward um, and correct yourself your behaviors thoughts biases and be better person as just a general human beings. Yeah. And uh, I understand that no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I know I've made mistakes. Every Everyone's made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like tiptoeing around somebody because they're a different race and you don't want to seem or don't want to accidentally come off as a little racist. I think, I don't think there's any way to avoid racism because I think that everyone has a little bit of racism in them mm-hmm. just because, well, I know for me, it's a product of my upbringing, but that's just something to keep in the back of your mind and just be aware of it and just be conscious that those negative thoughts about people really 
they're not really worth it in the end. We're all human beings, and it doesn't really matter what someone else looks like if they look different than you. Mm-hmm. I think we should just judge people for the people that they are, for the humans yeah. that they are. Not well, <laughs> at the end of the day, all humans are just, you know, consist of just, like, bones and muscles <laughs> and organs. <laughs> Everyone has the same numbers of bones, you know, like not quite like not exactly exactly, but what makes us is literally the same. It's all mm-hmm. the same. And I, I just think if more people could remember that there may be a little bit more kindness in the world. And also the importance to learn histories like not only the American history, but also world history. Mm-hmm. Like when we were in school, like we easily take those classes for granted. I get it because it's boring. It's so much stress when it comes to exams and whatnot. Like, yeah, I get it. But to be a better person, and be um not be someone who's not ignorant it's still important to learn histories um and then i still remember like not to be the full extent but i still remember that when i was in middle school high school um of course the the, the whole whole education that i had in japan um i had a privilege of learning um world history and american history too and for for the american history i learned i re- i still remember that on the textbooks it said that um the us is basically the melting pot and obviously um I'm sure a lot of of you listeners know, have heard the word melting pot before, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what it means is basically, you know, the country itself builds upon the, the whole, the immigrate, immigrants from all over the world. So in a pot. There are so many people with different backgrounds, countries, and cultures, language, costumes, and so on. So it's a mixture. And that's the foundation of the United States. But over the course of history, the the history of the United States starts, of course, on the book. 1776. That's when we, when, when we had the Declaration of the Independence um, from from Britain. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We wanted separation from England, so Yes. That's what happened. Yeah. Seventeen seventy six onward. We had some like exclusion act on different kinds of communities. So the first one the major one uh is gonna be the Chinese Exclusion Act of eighteen eighty two. And there's another one Asiatic Barred Zone Act, and also we can't forget 
about the incarceration of Japanese descent American citizens in internment camps during World War II. And those three are just major um, acts or incidents that happened. But obviously, there'll be much more to, you know, if you, if you study more, then there'll be more. Um, but I just wanted to list those three. And those are specifically against Asian communities. Yes. And with that background, so the history of the, the hate, hatred towards Asian communities, Pacific Islanders, has been continuing since then, 1882, or like 1880s. And of course, there are so many um, people who suffered or someone, like families, like someone's families who experienced those um, era and then their stories passed on to their next generations and then some, like, you know, the Gen Z um, people, some of them might have heard from the stories, specific stories um, from their grandpas, grandmas, grand- grandparents, but well, like with those histories, like we can't just ignore anymore, you know? They already happened in the past, and we suffered, and then now here we are again. The specific hatred towards specific communities. Why can't we just like behave as if like it nothing happened? Like we can't do that, and we shouldn't. And also, like, I would like to share my experience, too. Mm-hmm. So I came to the U.S. about five years ago um, for my college, my undergrad. And at the time, at that moment, I didn't realize it was, like, related to um, the racism or, like, biases mm-hmm. towards Asians. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know. But now I look back, it was. So um, if I were to put words, I think my what I experienced could be described as like a, the product of like systematic racism mm-hmm. and also like white supremacy. Mm-hmm. I know they sound really fancy, but that's what we use what that's the terms that we use for like for poli- political incidents um in the US so um my story um well i went for my freshman year i went to small college about like 3000 students i think i talked about briefly in our podcast like the very first episode but i went there it was really tiny. Uh, the school is, was located pretty in the suburb of Pennsylvania. Well, like a lot of the students came from the neighborhood, small towns around the area. Mm-hmm. Some of them came from big cities, but not that many. You know, every new semester, regardless of your age, the elementary school, high school, you will meet new people in a new classroom. 
So, you know, like we always do, we introduce ourselves, talk, you know, chat, uh, your background briefly, you know, you know, if you find the friends, then become friends and <laughs> the basic interaction. But in that basic casual conversation, there is, I always hear specific phrases from them, which is whenever I talk in English, mm-hmm. they, they always said, oh, you speak good English or your English is good, like casually. And then they follow up with additional question. Oh, where did you learn? Well, like technically I came to the States to, of course, learn English, learn anthropology. That was my goal. So I didn't feel awkward to answer those questions because it was all fact. I came to the States after I was born and raised for 18 years in Japan, came to the U.S. and, you know, basically get got a chance to use my English. Mm-hmm. But then looking back to that moment, putting my feet in the shoes of American, Asian Americans or Pacific Islanders who were born and raised in the United States or English-speaking countries. That's their native language. Mm-hmm. So what we see here is basically the appearance, the look of in-quote Asians that makes people judge, oh, you speak good English because you, look, you, you don't look like you speak English well. You know what I mean? The, yeah. Unconsciously, people see us. When we look Asian, they have that bias. Or maybe like, I don't know. They just straightforwardly think that probably English is their not native language. And that's like, I feel like that's the hidden tiny, tiny piece of racism in the people I met in that college. And I'm not saying that everyone was like that, but mm-hmm. I'm just like saying that overall, who I met over there literally <laughs> asked the same question over and over again whenever I first met them. Mm. And that I feel like that's the bias stereotypes yeah, of cause... how we look. And like reflecting on that, I mean, well, it's a bit rude to assume anything of anybody. Mm-hmm. You very well could have been born and raised here and no one would have known. Mm. Unless, like, they already had, like, information that you were in, ex- not an exchange student, but a, a foreign mm-hmm. student coming to study here. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, that's... Oh, I tend to get upset <laughs> hearing stuff like that. And, I mean, it happened with one of these guys that I was... Well... I consider them my friends, and mm-hmm. sometimes we would hang out on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me how he uh, he works at a he he is Asian. Mm-hmm. He works at a very large Japanese auto company, and well, he was telling me how workers that worked around him like gave him some level of respect because they thought that he was one of the Japanese boss type men and then they found out that he was korean and not associated with those people um as far as like being higher up in the i guess hierarchy of the company Mm -hmm. 
but they judged him based on the fact that he was Asian. And then when they found out that he was Korean, like all the respect that they gave him because they thought that he might have been one of their bosses mm-hmm. kind of just went down the drain and people that would talk to him didn't talk to him anymore mm. because they're like, oh, well, he's not really one of our bosses, so we don't have to treat him special. Mm. And just hearing that, oh, I was so mad. I got so mad just (sighs) for him. I got mad for him. And he looked at me and he said, it happens all the time. You shouldn't feel like that. But I just, I I was like, they shouldn't do that. Right. Well, like, that's another point. Like, people suffer. Those uh, Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, they suffer from those incidents. But then they, they don't want to make it such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's how they, how that's how they dealt with like for such a long time, generations to generations. But then I believe that it shouldn't be the norm, you know. No, it's the time to speak up. You can't really just you know just say oh this happened like that happens all the time. Just you know I don't I don't care like I understand why he wanted to make it not such a problem but i think yeah and i think that's also like a big um factor in asian culture in general Mm -hmm. like you don't want to be the i guess what do they call it the nail that sticks out gets hammered yes um being that voice to draw attention to that situation it's kind of just frowned upon would you say Mm -hmm. And I guess it's just, it's really easy for me to say, yeah, I got so mad and because I I have a lot of privilege being a white female in America that it automatically gives me privileges that other people don't have. And I just, I don't know, I kind of wish people weren't so judgmental based on what they see in front of them and instead are more like looking towards the merit of a person yeah this is heavy i know it is but we need it to speak up and that's one of the reason i wanted to make a podcast yeah so um all in all the takeaway from this episode just don't be ignorant if you don't know study learn think and then if you if there's something that you don't understand just ask your maybe your friends maybe use some platforms twitter social media go find it yeah and i think if someone truly doesn't understand why something is wrong or like they've been told something is wrong and they truly don't understand and they truly want to learn and if you want to ask that specific group of people they i can't speak for them but i would imagine um they would be more than happy to answer any questions. If yeah, you come but at just it from, don't be rude. Yeah. If you come at it genuinely seeking answers with an open mind, I guarantee you, you'll get answers. And be respectful. That That is also, we're all human. We all want the same level of respect. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you want to learn more about these incidents, 
the hate crimes towards Asian Americans in Pacific mm-hmm. Islanders. Mm-hmm. Google. <laughs> the well, easiest actually... way, the fastest way to... Like, there'll be so many easy read articles out there, like maybe like a couple minutes read, and you get the, the main points, the takeaways. I actually have a suggestion, too. Or a, a recommendation, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead. If you don't want to read... <laughs> There are a group of people on the internet on YouTube known as the Try Guys. And one of them, um, his name is Eugene. He has created a documentary. It's about, I want to say it's about an hour long. So it is about an hour long. It was just published to YouTube about a week ago. And it's called, We Need to Talk About Anti-Asian Hate. And Eugene is, well, he's the only Asian in the Try Guys, he is Korean, um, Korean American, and he is brilliant when it comes to making these sort of documentaries and touching on very deep topics for people who learn more visually or audibly. It's a good documentary. Yeah, actually, that's a good suggestion too. Utilize all the platforms. All the medias, and that's our one of our privilege to live this society, you know, at this moment. <laughs> we got Google, we got like internet, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everything. But don't just don't be get fooled by those fake news. Compare. I mean- yeah, compare different articles. Always go and seek things with an open mind. One of the best non-biased uh, resources that I can think of is um, NPR, which is the National Public Radio. Mm. And I really I like NPR because they do a very good job at approaching both sides of a topic. Mm. I think that they're a really reliable news source, just in general. Yeah, I think this episode, it was quite a heavy topic, but, you know, once in a while, it's okay to be serious. So... Yeah, I and then we would like to close this episode off with our song recommendations so that, you know, we can make you happier after you listen to this serious topic. Uh, one of my recommendations would be, like we kept saying, keep an eyes, our eyes open. I have a song called Leave the Door Open by Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Um, it's a it's quite a, like a 80s, 90s vibe, but they still managed to add some modern twist too. It is really good R&B song, so check that out as well. And, and then if you want to make happy, um, I have a song called Feeling by John Sewoon. I don't know if I read his name correct, but I will put that in the description too um it's really happy song is that that it for yours 
Yeah, I'll, I'll make it short. <laughs> I do have so many songs, but I'll save them for later. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ones that I've been enjoying recently is... It's a very upbeat song. It's by N Flying, and it's called Hot Potato. Uh. And I really enjoy it. It's really upbeat, and it puts me in a good mood every time I hear it. And mm-hmm. the fact that the title of the song is called Hot Potato... Just makes me smile. Smile, everyone. Like always, um, I'll try to, you know, keep up with all social medias. If not, just DM us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, or even Gmail. Anyways, yeah. but stay safe, guys. Don't uh, if if the vaccinations available around you, go get them. Mm-hmm. At least in the U.S., they're free. Um, not sure about Japan. I I I. I hope they're free to get vaccinated, but I, I know they're kind of behind on the bearability itself. So when it's available, take it. Yeah. Uh, keep washing your hands. Um, bring, uh, carry around sanitizers. Yeah, that's all from me. Do you have anything? No, I think that's all from me as well. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for tuning us in and hope to see see you. <laughs> see you, hear you soon. <laughs> okay. Um, hope you have a good week ahead of you. Bye. Bye.